0: All right, you meddling kids, welcome to the first episode of the Mystery Machine Diaries. My name is Brad Taylor. I will be your host, your ghost host, through this journey. And uh, with me, as always, is uh, my co host, a pup named Christopher. Jinkies. And uh, my meddling producer uh, in the corner, Daniel. He's waving. But uh, once again, welcome to the inaugural episode of the Mr. Machine Diaries. Please follow us uh, on Facebook. Uh, just search Mystery Machine Diaries. Or if you love the Instagram, Insta us at uh, Mr. Machine Diaries as well. Uh, we'd love to hear from you and uh, any ideas you might have for future episodes. But uh, welcome, welcome, welcome to uh, Crystal Cove. This is a podcast dedicated to the universe of Scooby-Doo. Uh, specifically, the show Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated from 2010. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Now, uh, it, it was hard to pick uh, a time period to uh, do a podcast for Scooby-Doo since he is turning 50 years old in about three weeks. He will be 50. There's
1: a lot of material to draw from. It's
0: 1969 is when we, when we start our journey, but uh, we're going to go to 2010. Because uh, if you're not familiar with the, uh, with uh, Mystery Incorporated, you should really watch it. Hopefully, you'll watch along with us. This will encourage you. But uh, I think it's the best iteration of Scooby-Doo we've ever gotten.
1: I'm liking it so far.
0: Chris is uh, my uh, guinea pig watching the show. Um, he is a fan of animation. <gasps> <laughs> Ruh-roh, exactly. Uh, he's not a Scooby expert, which is good because I need his uh, levity. I'm, a, I'm a Scooby
1: fan. I'm I'm familiar with the character and somewhat familiar with the history, but uh I'm I am excited see. to go through your favorite iteration. Um, you know, kind of in real time along with the podcast, all you fans out there watching at home. Uh we can we can go through this thing together and talk about it here. Ready to do to do the do. <laughs> yeah.
0: He's been waiting a week <laughs> to say that. A week. <laughs> uh we yeah. We are called the Mystery Machine Diaries. We went through lots and lots of different names. I asked people what they, they we should call this podcast, and there were literally uh, about a hundred people chimed in, but uh, we uh, settled on the Mystery Machine Diaries because I think it's just an awesome name. Because if this goes well, we will be covering other iterations of Scooby Doo as well as Mystery Incorporated. Scooby doing it live. He's not gonna stop. He's not gonna stop, and Daniel loves it, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, we're going to get into it. This very first episode is uh, our setup episode, our zero episode, if you will. I'm just going to get you all caught up with where Scooby-Doo is at this point, and then where, uh,
1: where are you, Scooby-Doo?
0: <laughs> that's, we'll call this one. Write that down. Where are you, Scooby-Doo? There you go. Uh, thumbs up from producer Daniel. But uh, the year is 2010. Let's all go back in our uh, Mystery Machine time vans to 2010. It was a groovy year. Um You know, we didn't have Instagram yet, I don't think. No Instagram. Black
1: Eyed Peas were topping the charts. I think Dayglow was making a comeback.
0: And uh, that's one of the reasons we're sad about that year. But um, here we go. Uh, Scooby had gone through a little lull because uh, right before this series, there was a a, a CW series featuring just Shaggy and Scooby uh, doing uh, duo adventures. Shaggy had uh, (laughs) had just... uh, gotten millions of dollars from his uncle and uh, they were solving mysteries and it was not worth mentioning but uh, previously before that we had What's New Scooby-Doo now What's New Scooby-Doo is important for a few reasons they tried to update the gang Uh, Fred lost his ascot which is a crime against humanity really and uh, Daphne uh, instead of having her sassy dress she had some sort of a weird robe and uh, Velma was still Velma though so that's good but uh, we got some new voice.
1: Cheepers, jinkies! <laughs> Dang, I still don't have a catchphrase. <laughs> oh,
0: he still doesn't have a catchphrase. He does get a catchphrase uh, uh, in Be Cool, Scooby-Doo, though. We'll get to that years later. But uh, we'll just go over some of the premise of the show. But before that, like I said, what's new Scooby-Doo? We got some new voice actors. Uh, we got Gray Griffin. She took over as Daphne Blake um from other artists who had done the voice and my favorite velma dinkley was voiced by mindy Cohn from facts of life fame who uh that's what really got me back into the scooby-doo fold because uh, i'm a huge facts of life fan it was either a scooby-doo podcast or a facts of life <laughs> podcast and uh scooby-doo just pawed his way to the top of that one and matthew lillard Good old Matthew Lillard, uh, Shaggy from the live action uh, Scooby-Doo motion pictures uh, that were in the theaters, not uh, the direct to Cartoon Network ones, but uh, he took over as Shaggy Norville Roberts from the incredible Casey Kasem. And uh, we couldn't do Scooby-Doo without Frank Welker. Frank Welker is the voice of Fred and Scooby-Doo, and he's been voicing Fred for 50 years.
1: Something I just learned about recently, I had no idea the same voice actor did both voices
0: if we went through everything he's done we would be here forever Um, a lot of you know him as Megatron from the original Transformers series or as the the voice of the the cave of wonders from uh, Aladdin (laughs) so he's he's you couldn't see what my producer just did but he (laughs) was trying to make me say baby Kermit and he's like rocking his hands and had his Hands in a Kermit-style uh, mouth movement. But yes, he was baby Kermit in the Muppet Babies as well. <laughs> That's what he loves him from.
1: It's, uh, it's it's worth looking him up on YouTube just to find footage of him doing Fred and Scooby's voices seamlessly back-to-back. It's, Back and it's forth. It's amazing, the conversations he holds with himself as the characters.
0: And you'll be able to see um, a documentary about the man... Uh, in about two weeks, there's a Scooby-Doo Blu-ray box set coming out from Scooby-Doo Where Are You? And there's a special feature about, just about Frank Welker and his voice work for Scooby-Doo. And maybe we'll cover that once that comes out as well. I smell a special episode. Uh, I do too, jinkies. Here we go. But back to Mystery Incorporated. So uh, the gang has changed from What's New Scooby-Doo to the Shaggy and Scooby Mysteries. And now we have uh, Mystery Incorporated. They change a lot of things, uh, but they return to the retro style that the gang first appeared in in 1969. So the Ascot's returned. Daphne once again grabs her hips. And uh, Velma's the same, but they give her a bow in her hair. She gets a little bow in her hair. That's what really sets her apart. It's very stylish. Uh, The creators of the show wanted to do something different, so they went back to the original concept of uh, Scooby-Doo. The original pitch for uh, it was called Who's Scared? and uh, they went to the original uh, pilot that was never created, but this delves more into their parents. We get to see their parents this time, and we also uh, take place in one city. Normally, the, the gang travels around, but now they're stay they're staying put in a town called Crystal Cove. Now, if you're a hardcore fan of Scooby-Doo, you know before that they lived in Coolsville. If you watch A Pup Named Scooby-Doo, uh, another amazing, amazing show, but uh, they lived in Coolsville, and that was kind of their... Uh, canon throughout all the movies but uh, they wanted to change it up
1: i don't know why you'd ever leave a town called coolsville
0: well here we go they i think it's 2010 so they're they, they're trying to cw the show and they're making it like buffy so uh, this is their version of the hellmouth
1: they didn't want to move them to Radburg or awesometon R-
0: <laughs> uh awesometon was probably taken by another show okay. But uh, Crystal Cove is allegedly the most hauntedest place uh, in, on Earth. So that's a good place to solve mysteries. And that's where we start the show. Uh, once again, they went back to the original 60s uh, version of the characters. They flesh them out a bit more because, once again, they have parents now. We're not used to the Mystery Machine, Mr. machine Gang having parents. Um, Fred, uh, his dad is the mayor. His name is Fred Sr., and uh, he is none too happy that the uh, Mystery Incorporated is solving mysteries because the town's revenue comes from uh, all the mysteries in the town, which I think is a great idea. What do you think? Yeah, Chris? no, it's Chris, cute. Is, Chris, I, is, I, Chris is like really I'm staring off blankly. Have I seen this show? Um,
1: I I think it's it's a a fun kind of conflict of interest that's baked right in. How his dad is you know very willfully like leave that monster alone. And they're like, come on, dad. He's like stealing money from orphans. You it's should, not a real monster, you know. It's that, a dude in a mask.
0: You should love him because uh, Fred's dad has uh, great uh, one-liners. Like I do. I Cheesy do. He, Pete's and yeah, things like he's, that. he's
1: got some uh some excellent uh, exclamations. He's always speaking jive.
0: Uh, he is voiced by Gary Cole. If you know Gary Cole, he's the voice of Harvey Birdman. Uh, lots of other uh, characters, but he was also uh, the dad in the Brady Bunch movies. He was uh, Mike Brady. In the two Brady movies.
1: Original Harvey Birdman or Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law, or both?
0: Attorney at Law. Okay. The the original show was just called Birdman. Okay. Birdman of the Galaxy Trio. Oh. We're learning. That's Uh, why we're here, folks. (laughs) That's why we're here. See? That's why we have you. See? You just proved (laughs) your worth. Uh, And you let me add a little zest to the show. Uh, We have a sheriff in town. We have a new sheriff, and his name is Sheriff Stone. And uh, not only is he sexy in the cartoon, but he is voiced by Patrick Warburton.
1: Sexy in real life. Who is
0: sexy in real life. Uh, He is perfect for the show. You know Patrick Warburton from, some people used to know him from Seinfeld, but of course he is Joe Swanson on Family Guy. He is Brock Sampson on uh, what show, Chris? Venture Brothers. The Venture Brothers. Love that show. Which is sort of a Scooby knockoff in in a few more than a few ways.
1: He is the live action The Tick. In the original live action, Yes, tick.
0: he was The Tick. Don't be a crybaby, Arthur. Be a trybaby. That's my favorite line from that whole series. And uh, they add another new character called Angel Dynamite, who is probably my favorite addition to the show. She is voiced by Vivica Fox.
1: Immediately a huge fan of hers. She
0: is a DJ in the town uh, for Ghoul Radio, which I wish was a real thing. Uh, and she looks just like a black exploitation character and a bumblebee put together, which uh, is uh, something I'd like to see in uh, live action. Uh, more of the parents. we have we finally see Velma's parents, which is uh, they own a, a creepy shop and museum in the town of uh, Crystal Cove. And uh, Velma's mom is named Angie. Angie Dinkley is voiced by Frances Conroy. She's from six, she's the mom from six feet under. And she's been in just about every iteration of American Horror Story. So uh, that completely makes sense to me. Casey Kasem, uh, the original Shaggy and voice of Robin and hundreds of other cartoon characters, returns briefly as Shaggy's dad, Colton Rogers, which I think is a great adult film star name. But uh, (laughs) uh, this kind of makes me sad because when you hear his voice, it's a little worn out. You can tell... He's winding down. Uh, I love
1: that they brought him back in for that, though. That's a wonderful Easter egg. I was,
0: I was, I was very proud of that. That that they they gave him some work. And then we have another new character named Mister E. That is Mister Dot Capital E, and that is voiced Get by it. Le- Get It, very subtle Lewis Black, uh, adult comedian extraordinaire, and uh, someone who probably would not appreciate Mystery Incorporated.
1: Professional angry guy.
0: I like it already. Yeah, he's great. But the show itself, like you said, it it's a brand new take on the Scooby Gang. And what's unusual, even more about the show, is that it's serialized. It follow, it has monster of the week, but it also has clues leading to an overreaching mystery that uh, will take two seasons to solve. Two seasons, and uh, it was at the time it was the longest running Scooby Doo cartoon of all time. Uh, Be uh, Be Cool, Scooby Doo. That followed it has tied it with. Uh, the same number of episodes, which is over two seasons, but uh, it was pretty cool because Scooby-Doo is a little in a little more adult world at this point, and Scooby doesn't really talk anymore. He talks, but not as fluently as he had before. He's back to the original Scooby where he says rut row, and he can say a few things, but he's not speaking in sentences uh, like before, which I think is cool. Uh, and... Throughout our mystery and time together, we'll figure out why Scooby can talk. We get finally get the answer to that, which uh, no other show has really uh, delved into.
1: As much as I love Scooby, I do appreciate that it's not 100% focused on Scooby. It really is about the gang. You get backstories about other people. So it makes sense that he's not the uh, articulate Great Dane of previous series.
0: It's true, and uh, we will, as we go on our adventure once again, we will meet lots and lots of uh, our favorite Hanna-Barbera characters and lots, tons of cameos from people you never would have thought would be in a Scooby-Doo cartoon. But uh, like I said, this is just a setup episode. We're, we're letting you know what the show is about, giving you time to go watch the first episode before we tackle that next week. Uh, I had you watch the first two episodes, Christopher. What did you, you think?
1: I really enjoyed it. It's... Uh... It's fun. I really like the animation style. Um, it, it feels like the old school, but you know, obviously cleaned up and modern.
0: It is, but there's still have the painted backgrounds, which I think are really cool. Really nice. They're, they're and, beautiful um, backgrounds, and the animation is probably the most solid animation style of any of the Scooby-Doo cartoons.
1: Tons of visual jokes. And uh, visual references, you get a lot of the old school monsters in the background randomly, and
0: uh, we will go. Pl- we will to watch, and uh, we will revisit for. those. But uh, this is the eleventh, by the way. If you're counting, this is the eleventh version of Scooby Doo we've gotten. The eleventh.
1: How many are there at this point? Tony? Uh,
0: Eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. If you count Lego Scooby Doo, which I, I do. do, which I do, because he had two movie specials. Uh, so yeah, this is, a, we were about in our 14th, soon to be 15th iteration of Scooby-Doo with a live action CGI movie coming out next year, which looks pretty cool, which we will also talk about uh, further and further detail later on. We'll try to give you as much Scooby updates as we can. Uh, there's a lot going on for his uh, 50th anniversary, a lot of things so that makes me very happy. Uh, you should all uh, go in your own mystery machines and head to Walmart because they have exclusive Scooby-Doo action figures. That are available. Each Ooh. Scooby figure is sort of G.I. Joe size, a little bit bigger, but they come with a different monster from the first season. Uh, I found out Fred, you have to get Fred in the mystery machine, which makes sense, but uh, he's a little bit more.
1: He's, he's the, the hard one to find. He's the
0: hard one to find. And if you collect Funko Pops, because I know I don't, uh, I certainly don't have about he's 300 got, of he's them. Got a problem. <laughs> I do have a problem with those. Uh, they released a new 50th anniversary Scooby Doo Funko Pop set. Uh and if you want uh Scrappy Doo, I'm sorry, he is only available on Funko Shop and he sold out in two minutes.
1: If you want to shout out if you want a shout out on the podcast, send Brad yeah, the send Scrappy me. Funko Pop.
0: Send me a Funko Pop or uh maybe we'll have a few fun contests where we'll send you some Scooby Doo merchandise.
1: I just want Space cook
0: Yeah, I don't think you can say that anymore. <laughs> I don't think that's a pro- cultural appropriation. Uh, look
1: look it up. I swear that wasn't a slur. <laughs>
0: Whoa. Um, But anyway, folks, we hope you're going to hop along with a van for us on this journey through the world of Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated. If you want to watch it, it is available uh, on iTunes. If you have the Boomerang app, you can watch it there. And uh, it has been released on DVD as well. And uh, some of you who are better with computers than I am can probably find it on various streaming services where you may or may not pay for it. But uh, this is, uh, once again, we're just setting you up here. I'm going to leave you with the with mystery of what our next episode is going to be. Spoiler alert, it's probably going to be the first episode of the show. Anything you want to add, puppy? Zoinks! <laughs> I don't think we could end on a better note than that. But once again, come on our adventure with us as we uh, explore Crystal Cove and all its mysteries in the Mystery Machine. Uh, I am signing off once again. Find us on Facebook. It's not a hard mystery to solve. It's uh, Mystery Machine Diaries or Instagram at Mystery Machine Diaries. If you have ideas or things you want to know or someone you want us to reach out to and talk to about the show, please let us know because uh, we are in Hollywood and we have uh, ways of getting in touch with these people. But uh, thank you so much for uh, tuning into the first episode. We'll be back with you next week with all new mysteries. In the the meantime, keep meddling and uh, have a great evening. See you next time. Unpleasant dreams.